0: I often have calls with new clients who say that when they listen to my podcast, they take notes and they take action. So with that in mind, I really want to start this year with an episode about being kind to ourselves because I love that many of you do take action and I want to support you in that. But I also want to support you in being mindful of not stretching yourself too thin because the nature of any podcast is to weave through lots of different topics And if you use them like mini training installments, like I do with many podcasts that I listen to, it can feel like you're building a huge to-do list that ends up feeling like a mountain to climb. So today I'm talking about how you can really create a sustainable business and how to stay focused on goals so that you actually achieve them in a way that isn't overwhelming. And I'm choosing to talk about it now because the start of the year is the perfect time to think about this so that we can start the way we mean to go on. I hope you find it useful. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm so pleased you're here. As an education business owner myself and a former teacher, I understand the nuances that only apply to us. So in this podcast, I share fluff-free, tailored and actionable ideas that you can mold to suit your needs. If you'd like to take this conversation further, please do reach out. I would love to meet you. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review. That way, you'll be helping me help more people. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy. There is always so much to do, not just with our businesses, but in life in general. But when we do want to grow our business, that to-do list can get daunting, especially if you run a business alone. I mean, even if you have VAs and team members, the responsibility still lies on your shoulders. So today I'll share some things that I do to make it all manageable and also things I've learned from others because I definitely haven't got this down to a fine art. I still go through bouts of working in an unhealthy way, but I usually come out of those periods feeling quite reflective of what I need to change. One thing that really helps me is using a task management system. I use ClickUp, but there are loads on the market and if you prefer, you could even use a simple spreadsheet or pen and paper. And the reason I'm starting here is because, I don't know about you, but one of the biggest challenges I face is my brain feeling too full. It's too full of things I need to get done, things I want to get done, things I keep meaning to get done, and new ideas. Just having a place to dump all of that really helps my mind feel less cluttered, and with that I can form an actual plan of where to start. So for instance, whenever I think of a new podcast episode idea, I just dump it on ClickUp. So when I go to line up episodes, I refer to my ideas list and use that as a guide. When it comes to social media, I have planned what kind of content I want to post each day or on specific days. And I've even saved things like hashtag groups for Instagram and prompts from ChatGPT. And that just takes some of the thinking time away when I sit down to write content. So do whatever you can to organize your mind and your time. And just that small step will really help. I also use my calendar. I use Google Calendar and I time block or create a schedule of tasks. So if I spend an hour on, say, writing social media content, I just dedicate that time to that and nothing else. And the great thing about time blocking is I get so much done and because of that, I then don't need to revisit it until at least a couple of weeks time. And the reason I'm sharing this is because one of the hardest things about being a business owner is wearing the different hats and continually switching between them. One minute I am a social media marketer and I'm creating content, the next minute I'm a podcaster, the next minute I'm a business coach or a mentor and then I wear my, tu- my tutor hat. So it's a lot of different things going on and time blocking just helps me feel like I can really focus on that one thing. So I'm not sure if I'm explaining this very well, but essentially I'm saying that I find keeping my time organized and planned helps me fight off some of that overwhelm. Another thing is I've had to accept what I can't do right now. Now, this has been really hard because I definitely have a tendency of overcommitting myself to doing things properly instead of just good enough. And sometimes my idea of properly is overkill. I know that. And I've started to recognize that as well. So when I have to pause on something or make a compromise, I feel like I've somehow failed. I know exactly what I would say to a client if they told me this, if they were in this position, but as always, it's hard to take our own advice. So with this, something I am getting better at is just accepting that some things simply have to wait and that's fine. For instance, last year, as in 2023, I really neglected my Facebook group. I've been really inconsistent in there. I create content daily or almost daily on two Instagram platforms on LinkedIn weekly with this podcast, which is quite a big job, and my Facebook page. But I just couldn't keep up with it all. So I had to pause on creating lots of content for my free public Facebook group. In fact, I'm sporadic with YouTube as well. And for a while, I felt like it was just something I was failing to do, an item on my to-do list that was following me around but then I had to just tell myself that I have time. I have useful content in all of those places that people can use. And over time, I can always make a plan like I have with everything else. I can create a sustainable plan. And something that really helps me release that time is investing in my business. As I shared last week, I invest a lot in automation so that I don't spend my time with admin tasks or things where my expertise isn't really being used in a valuable way. I also invest in team members. I currently have two people working with me and I invest in business coaching because I know that it will save me time working out things and making mistakes. I often say that we have to spend something in business, well often in life as well. We have to spend time or we have to spend money. When I first started my business, I did not have the budget to spend money, so I spent time. But as time went on and my business grew, I reinvested some of that money. I should add that this required a really big mindset shift on my part because the aim for any business is to maximize profits, so it never really makes sense to spend money. But when you experience real growth from spending money, as I'm sure many of you can vouch for, you realize that it actually helps you earn more in the long run. Honestly, without investing in myself and my business, I wouldn't be able to run, grow, or scale my business in a way that isn't super stressful. And on the subject of stress, a really valuable lesson I've learned is to give yourself permission to change your mind. Whether it's regarding your pricing, your services or products, or even your business altogether. A while ago, in fact, she was one of my first education business clients. I was working with a tutor who I helped to leave the classroom. She was so much happier and had really started to gain momentum with tutoring. But after around six months, she still felt happier than she did when she was a classroom teacher. But she didn't really feel fulfilled because the truth was she was tired of teaching. She wanted to do something totally different. So she decided she wanted to be a copywriter. So our goals changed. Our first stepping stone had been to transition from employment to business, and now it was to transition from tutoring to copywriting in a way she could still pay the bills. You really can change your mind. I know that if you take a moment to pause and think about it, you could probably think of something you would like to change in your business, even if it's not as dramatic as doing something completely different. But sometimes this feels really scary because you feel like you're letting people down or you worry that if you change something like your pricing, you'll lose customers. So if you're in this situation, I'm going to take a moment to say congratulations, because if you're feeling this way, it means you're actually growing. This discomfort is a sign of growth. It means you've outgrown the way you're working and you're ready to go up a level, so to speak. And I'm not talking theoretically here. I'm in it with you. I am in the process of changing how I do my one-to-one mentoring. It's going to be way better for my clients. It's going to be way better for me. And it will be more expensive. I know I will lose some of my one-to-one clients as I transition. I know some of them won't be happy with the change. And I do feel uncomfortable with that. I really don't like the idea of people I've been working with not being happy. But I've experienced that whenever I make a change in my business, this discomfort is only temporary because once the change happens and everyone settles into it, you actually just regain momentum and people, a lot of people just, you know, they accept it and they get comfortable with it. So don't be afraid of changing your mind about anything. Give yourself permission to Because as a business owner, it's your prerogative and it makes no sense to work in a way that you can't manage or in a way that doesn't make you happy just to keep others happy. And when it comes to doing things your way, the same applies to speed. I hear a lot of business coaches talk about going fast and achieving results quickly and I fundamentally disagree with it. In fact, in the tutoring world, we're often surrounded with this sense of speed There are so many messages about how quickly people have replaced their teaching income in X months and so on. But here's the thing, we have to remember that there's context behind everything. I know someone who set up and started running successful groups within months of them starting their tutoring business. But behind the scenes, they spend hours creating booklets. They run one and a half hour lessons and so on. So if you divided their seemingly lucrative income by the time they spent working, They aren't actually on a fantastic hourly rate. Now, there is nothing wrong with that. I am not criticizing that situation because sometimes we do need to have a push of work, which is often a one time investment. We create something once that we can reuse. But my point here is that if you're surrounded by very urgent messages, it's really important to acknowledge that there is context behind everything. Fully booked means something different to everyone. I'm fully booked with tuition but now I only teach around nine hours a week. If I wanted to teach say 15 hours a week it would be a different story. So setting a speed that isn't realistic for you only sets you up for failure or at least a sense of failure. So another thing to give yourself permission for is to go at whichever speed works for you. Say you really want to set up a lucrative tutoring business, but you have children and you have bills to pay and you're doing it all alone. Well, there's nothing wrong with signing up for some agency work or supply work to ease the pressure and build your business at your pace. It's your business. It's your terms. And part of doing things on your terms is something I'm really passionate about. And everyone I work with can validate this. I really don't believe there's one way to do things. If I have five clients who I'm helping with social media marketing, chances are I'm giving them all different advice. Because it's going back to that speed thing I mentioned earlier. We are all in different positions. I do this full time. I don't have children, I'd like to add yet. But when I speak to one of my one to one clients who has a toddler and she works part time in a school, she can't sustain the kind of content marketing schedule that I can sustain. So I would never advise her to. I've had a fair few clients arrive with email marketing set up, Facebook group, a Facebook page and Instagram and they're deflated because when they were first taught to use them, they, you know, gave them a go, but they couldn't sustain them. So when I meet them, they are already feeling like they've failed because they thought or they were taught it was the only way to attract clients. It was the one system you needed to use. And it's part of the reason why I am very passionate about saying that there is no one way of doing things and practicing what I preach. So the key here is to find a balance between what actually works for our business and what actually works for us. If we neglect one out of those two areas, then our efforts can end up being wasted. So I really hope that I've given you some food for thought here. The key takeaways are have a method to organize your tasks and your mind so that you can think clearly. Accept what you can't do right now and be okay with pressing pause in a guilt-free way. Challenge yourself as to whether you can invest in your business, whether it's on automation, some kind of support or both, and give yourself permission to both change your mind and to do things your way at your speed. I hope you're starting the new year on a positive note and you're looking forward to what's to come. And thank you as always for spending your time with me and you'll hear from me on Wednesday. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.